everyone and welcome to another episode of Monica Moments. We are always excited to join you on our podcast platform and today just in the spirit of how I started the day interviewing two amazing couples for my professional membership, I want to dedicate this podcast to love and marriage. This is the month of love, which Honestly, I think every month is the month of love for those of us who choose to love. But this month we celebrate Valentine's Day. And so we talked this morning on um, on our platform about marriage, relationships, and just mindset. And what I took from this amazing time with these two couples was that marriage is a lifestyle and love in marriage is a choice so today i want to invite you into my personal um, journey as it relates to growing up as a young girl and then going off to college and and then becoming into this phase of life i'm in now i am single however i have been exposed by healthy marriages and signs of love all of my life i want to for the purpose of this podcast i just want to shout out some of the couples that i have really put a lens on from childhood up until now and certainly they have set a standard by which i live by i say to single people all the time Don't settle because you're so much more than settling. And I think because of my experience and what I've seen, I believe it has shaped me to have the mindset about marriage, love, relationship, and certainly mutual respect between couples, between individuals that are a couple. So I want to start where it all kind of began. Um, I've always been a love, a lover of peop, older people, always hung out with older people. If I could sit at the foot of wisdom, it was always a better time or a more fun time for me as opposed to going outside and playing or watching cartoons on a Saturday morning. I can just think back to first grade. First grade, Green Street Elementary School with my first grade teacher, Miss Bernice Halls. May she rest in peace. I'm not sure how it started, but what I do recall is that we developed a bond that extended beyond the classrooms. So on the weekends, when I was in the first and second grade, as I can recall, Miss Halls would pick me up and she would spend the day with me. I never spent the night at her house, but she would spend the day with me. She'd take me to her house. We would get our hair done. We would do some um, academic stuff. We've gone shopping, and we would just spend the day together, and not just her, but her husband as well too, Mr. Horace Halls. May he also rest in peace. And I just thought they had the most amazing home. Um, They had a two-story home, and this is probably the only home still at 52 years old I've ever seen where there was carpet in the kitchen. 
That's right, it was carpet in the kitchen. But we had the most amazing time. And when I would see, when I would see them together, I, it, as a first grader, six years old, I always observed. I never asked questions, but I always looked at patterns and trends. And one thing I noticed was that every time we had lunch or dinner, Mr. Halls would pull my chair out and he would pull Mrs. Hall's chair out. Anytime we went somewhere in the vehicle, he would open her door, he would open my door. And it just always amazed me that, you know, he treated me with the same gentleman, I guess, I guess the same gentleman gestures that he did his wife. And I always thought it was such a fun time with Mr. and Mrs. Halls. And I love the fact that because they did have any kids, I love the fact that when I visited, I just felt like a little princess and I would just sit and watch and everything they did they did it together and they talked to me and, and they didn't get inside bar conversations. I felt included all the time. So when I look at their love through a six year old lens, I look at something of value. I see something to embrace as well as something to aspire to have one day. Now, still as a child, I was able to uh, be exposed to two other couples. Um, one happened to be my childhood pastor and another couple of whom we have been friends with their family, uh, with their families for years. And I'll start with my pastor, Reverend and Mrs. Jacob Parker. I was a, I grew up in Ebenezer Baptist Church in Macon, Georgia, and just took a connection. And I guess because I have always loved to talk, never really felt like I've met strangers throughout my life. I guess that's why I connected with different people. And again, as I stated before, when I was talking about the halls, I've always had this admiration for older people. And so in the church, I connected with Reverend and Mrs. Parker's youngest daughter. Although I was a younger person, I connected with their younger daughter who was actually a college student. And so we connected and as a result of our connection, I connected with this family. So I spent days as well as nights at their home and we would go out to eat and we would hang out and, and our there's a college here in town, Mercy University, any of you who are familiar with Georgia, I'm sure you heard of Mercer University, probably in Atlanta as well as Macon. Well, my pastor's daughter attended Mercer University in Macon. And so I would go over, hang out in her dorm room, and I did pledge a sorority when I went to college. And it was because of Annette Parker, my pastor's daughter, she just encouraged me. I mean, I, she was a Delta, so I wanted to be a Delta. And the community events, she would take me to those community events. And so I was able to, um, I was able to um, just really be exposed to the sorority community. Well, when I would look at my pastor and my first lady, my pastor, anyone who's heard of Jacob Parker in Macon, Georgia, 
we, you know, unanim unanimously, we would say he was a great preacher and probably an even greater man. But I was more impressed with not necessarily what he said and what he did in the pulpit, but more so how he channeled his love for his wife and his family when I would come over to their house or when we would go out to dinner and just the attention he would give Mrs. Parker and, 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 and vice versa, the attention she would give him. It was just so amazing. And then he was a girl dad. He had three girls and two boys, but the girls were more my age. The boys were grown and gone. And just to see the love that he shared for those girls and the daughter whom I grew close to, she looks just like to me. She looks just like um, Reverend Parker. And just to see that love, not just through marriage, but through family. I mean, he was certainly the head of his household and every, and he was there with three girls and a wife. And, and certainly he was the king of that house and he was highly respected. And just talking with him so many times and talking to the both of them and, and just seeing how they nurtured, nurtured their conversations with us um, as the girls in the house. And also, even if they disagreed, they would still nurture that conversation because I think they always knew that anytime they were in our presence, they were being examples. And so that love family as well as marital love it just really impacted and influenced my life in such a profound way and and to this day when I think about that family of course it just touches my heart because uh Reverend Parker's in his 90s now and he just had a birthday but uh just who he was to his family and just how he and Mrs. Parker were just great examples. And for me personally, probably greater examples outside the church more so than anything else. And that just really to this day, I carry with me. Now, the last couple in my, and this is all during childhood now, all during childhood. But the last couple that I just really wanna honor in this um, podcast, um, the couple is Arthur and Bill Lamar. These people are uh, their family because all my life I called them Uncle Bill and Auntie Cheryl. Even though her name is Arthur Cheryl, but we called her Auntie Cheryl. Um, but they had three kids. And growing up, I got an opportunity. Now, I'm older than their kids. However, I was in their wedding. So I'm 52 years old and I was in their wedding. So you do the math. But what I learned from them, um, just hanging out and uh, we I've gone on a couple of trips with them um, and just seeing their love for each other as well as the love for their children. That just really impacted my life because growing up, my mother allowed me to be exposed to different things, things that were different outside of our home, couples, uh, educational things, the Girl Scouts, just so many other things. But when I look at the exposure of two parent households and as well as 
uh, just the connection between a husband and a wife, the Lamars will forever be planted in my foundation because I got a chance to see that up and close. And I just recall as um, a high school girl, I used to wonder, did they have friends? And, and the reason why I wondered that is because when you saw Bill and Eartha, you always saw them either together or with their children. And so I wondered, like, do they ever do anything apart or do they ever go anywhere with friends and come back? Because when you saw them, you saw them solid with their family as well as in their marriage. And I was able to just, you know, spend some nights when I would keep the kids sometimes and just hang out with this family. And you always saw that love. And 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 Bill and Bill Lamar is just like the other two men that I spoke about. He's gonna get those doors. He's going to uh, pull out those chairs and he takes he takes time to talk to not just his children but he took he took the time to talk to me as well i've had some amazing conversations with this couple together as well as separately and the thing that i love about this couple is that they're rooted um, in Christ as well, you know, the, uh, not, not Reverend and Mrs., but just two people who love the Lord and love each other. And so when I see them now, so many years later, as I stated, I was in their wedding and they're still doing things together. Um, they, sometimes when I send a text, I send a text to the both of them. Um, and, and they're still doing life together after all of these years. So this couple certainly rounds out the couples who truly sticks out, the, excuse me, the couples who truly stick out in my childhood, the Halls family, the Parker family, and certainly the Lamar family. Now, I want to fast forward from my childhood to graduating from college and coming home and and a couple of my friends decided to get married and two of my friends I want to highlight and honor uh, in this particular segment and the first one is the first couple rather is Phyllis and Leslie Lancaster I call Phyllis my sister she is my sister in love and she has been with me we met at Ebenezer Baptist Church and when I tell you that we have just been thick as thieves since, and I think at some point we just stopped saying friends and just start calling each other sisters. And when she married, I, I obtained a brother. I never called her husband my husband's friend or my husband's significant other. I called him my brother. And not long after they married, Leslie's job took him to um, uh, another city. And they, of course, just being who they are, they decided to make their home in that city. And they moved away from, from Macon. And even though Phyllis is my sister and, and, and she and I certainly commune more together with our special moments, uh, monthly engagements, birthday celebrations, etc. But 
Lastly, he was my go-to person for all things technology, as well as anything in my house or my apartment that needed to be put up. If I got a new gadget and didn't know how to put it together, I just called Leslie. And I remember when she told me they were moving from Macon, I thought, wow, I didn't know who I was going to miss more because they both serve such significant roles in my life. And they too, like the Lamars, Phyllis and um, Leslie um, had three children. And um, when I tell you their love for each other and just how they do business for their family and, and, and just how they do things in order and, and together, I have always admired that. And as a result of that, I just believe that's why they have the children that they have. Um, they have three amazing kids. And each time um, I hear something about what their children are doing, I'm just not surprised because I, I know who they are as people. And, and when I tell you, you know, some couples, and we talked about that this morning, um, when I interviewed the two couples um, earlier, some couples have, you know, some reservations about the spouse, um, the spouse having single friends and doing things with single friends. But when I tell you that Leslie just embraced me as his sister, and I think that Phyllis and I probably got even closer as a result of her marriage because here's one thing that I have learned that when people are being loved the right way and the proper way they're in position to love others that way as well so we got even closer as a result of this union so I have just loved them to pieces uh, spoke with them on yesterday and when I spoke to them, Leslie answered the phone, so I had to have my conversation with him. Then I had a, a whole separate conversation with Phyllis and their love for each other and for their family. Even though I met them later in life, and these are more my peer group age, but the value system, I don't see it any differently from the couples that impacted my life um, as a child because that value system of marriage, of love and family and parenting is still there. It's just in a new decade of life. The second friend that I wanted to highlight for the purpose of this podcast and just honoring all things marriage and love and family are the Burnett's, Heather and Gabriel. And I would be remiss if I did not uh, just share about their love story. And the reason being is because I introduced them and they are 20 years in marriage more than 20 years of knowing each other, but now they are 20, 20 years in marriage, still doing life together. They, they have a beautiful daughter. She just went off to school out of state in Alabama, um, but they're still doing life together. And I can just recall how walking with them and my walk with them was a little different because I introduced them so we went through some some um straightforward smooth moments we went through some bumpy moments but here's one thing I never forget in the midst of just 
their everything that they had gone through as dating and then decided to become engaged. I just remember Gabe telling me one thing. He said, Monica, I can't tell you when I'm getting married, but what I can say to you is that without a doubt, I know I want Heather to be my wife. And I remember that he said that over 20 years ago to me, I still remember it like it was yesterday. So it is so amazing that they're still together today. And every time I see a, a anniversary post, I just smile. I, I was blessed to be in their wedding. Um, and, and they just make me proud. Uh, and, and when I see them or talk to Heather, because I talk to Heather more than I get a chance to talk to Gabe, but I always continue to make me proud because they are certainly a couple beloved. And I love how they love. I truly do. I love how they love. They come together. They set the tone. They uh, were determined that they were going to be led by God and not by man. And, and, and it just worked out for them. So certainly another one of my peers, but certainly a couple um, that, ha um, that has inspired me and, uh, and given me something to look forward to as a single person. Now, I want to go on and talk about this last couple. Um, and this is a couple that I haven't known as long as I've known the other couples, but I started watching them. Um, and I am, and I, and I watch people and, and I just kind of look at them and, and I'm just kind of, you know, just observing. And so I don't know exactly how and where we were, but the husband, who is a preacher, he and I got to talking. And so we got to talking and we were just talking about some things, just talking about things in general. And, and we just got to talking and I was like, okay. And then I would see him and his wife. I would see them round and about. And I would always say, you know, they just look like sisters, sister and brother, really, uh, because they just look like a good fit. And as God would have it, we had the opportunity, the, the husband and I, we had the opportunity to show up on some platforms together. And we were able to, and, and let me tell you how I got his phone number. Now, I saw him all the time, and um, I would see him and his wife most times together. However, I, was, I had an event, and it was a master class, and one of his members attended the master class and she went back and told him about her experience and so she said my pastor wants me to uh give you his number so you can follow up with him he wants to talk with you and i said absolutely and i'm just going to say the rest is history because um we have just been connected ever since and and we have spoken about family, we've spoken about life, we and and spoken about marriage. And when I tell you he's younger than I am, and he's and he's the this is the youngest couple on this particular podcast that I'll share with you. They're both younger than I am, but as a woman of faith, when I tell you observing these two people, I have just been blessed by how they love God and how they love each other and how they do ministry. And I don't 
I normally I do not uh, tap into um, any other service uh, primarily because I'm just okay with the virtual services that my pastor provides um, on Sundays and Wednesdays so I'm normally on and off when he's done and I don't visit other churches per se since we've been in the pandemic but whenever I've seen him and her um, on the platform I will go and I will have to hear them because I love listening to them. And the last time I caught them on a platform, um, the link, it, it was a couple of days later. So I had to text him and ask him, where can I find it? Because I definitely wanted to hear it. And I've just loved their walk with God. And, and the pastor and first lady who I speak of is none other than Paul and Natalie Little. And, and Reverend Paul is the senior pastor of the Built Mount Zion Baptist Church here in Macon, Georgia. But when I tell you the way they love God and love each other, and, and they don't have kids, but just to see them walking in love for one another and, and talking to each other and and, and just doing life. And, and when I see pictures, I see their spirit in their pictures. When Reverend Paul and I have talked, you can hear the love in his voice when he speaks of Natalie. And Natalie and I, we got an opportunity to be co-presenters at a women's conference twice once at her church, once at another church, but the first time was at someone else's church. And we were able to sit together. They, um, When we did the luncheon, they allowed all of the speakers to sit together. So we exchanged numbers and we um, talked and just had a nice time. And I got a chance to know her because like I said, when I, see, when I would see them, it would normally be the both of them. And then I recently spoke on, um, at their church with their women's conference. And so as we were preparing for the women's conference, the organizer said each presenter will have someone assigned to their room. And so I was, you know, and I was like, well, great, you know, in case, cause I'm not tech savvy in case, you know, anything comes up, I have like a, a partner there with me. And so on the last meeting, they told me that my person assigned was going to be none other than Natalie Little. And I was like, my goodness, the first lady is going to be my assigned, is going to be assigned to my presentation. And they were like, yep. So I text her and I said, are you going to be, because I had to speak twice. And I asked, are you going to be with me just for the morning? She said, oh no, I'll be there all day. And listen, when I tell you, she, she was all of the participants in the presentation, because this was virtual during um, COVID, but um, during the pandemic. But when I tell you, they were all muted, but Natalie Little got her praise on, her high five moments, and, and, and she really basked in the spirit that was in this virtual room. And I told Reverend Paul, Natalie is an educator. I told Reverend Paul, if education did not work out for her, I would love to have her as my hype person because when I tell you the spirit was high and, and, and just her presence in there, that she was not sitting in this experience as the first lady, she was sitting in this experience as a lady in attendance to this conference. So 
that couple just really their love for each other and their love for God just sticks out. I just hope that during this Valentine's Day week, everyone has does not have the stories of the beautiful couples that um, I have honored on this podcast. Even I don't have that story of these couples. But what I do want to say to those of us that are still single, still waiting on God, keep the faith. Don't lose hope. Stay connected to healthy people. Stay connected to healthy marriages. Make sure that you are exposed on a regular basis to great examples of what a good marriage should be. Because when I tell you it plays um, a significant part of how you learn to look at yourself and value yourself, it has certainly done that for me. Um, One of the couples said this morning, actually it's one of the husbands that said, His advice to singles would be, don't settle. And I just want to echo that. Don't settle. Stay committed to your faith. Stay trusting God. Stay around people who you trust to speak into you as you continue to wait. I hope that each and every one of you out there, for my couples out there, happiest of Valentine's Day to you. I pray that your love for one another continues to grow as the days grow as well. And to my singles, you hang in there, love on yourself, love on your friends, love on your family. This is still our day and it's all about how we choose to celebrate it. Monica Moments, this has been an honor to just honor people who I know, who have experienced, who have blessed my life, and and in the honor of love, not just God's love, but love for mankind and for one another. So I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. And until next time.